You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everybody, welcome to episode two thirty-seven. I think of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and passion please for Yeller. Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, we've got uh, some more draft prospects to talk about. Mike, you wanted to do, um, you wanted to decide which of the Stanley Cup favorites we'd like to emulate, and then uh, we've just got some good old Red Wing news. Oh, breaking news! So, uh, Mike, I have some tech friends at work that told yes. me I have to go right up to the mic. And I need to, I need to do this more professionally. So uh, we're going to try that tonight. Uh, so if it's too loud, which is always my fear, uh, everybody just chime in and say, Matt, icky. Um, but yeah, like uh, we're, we're going to try this out. Because we're trying to avoid having to buy new microphones. And they said, you're probably just too far away from your microphone. So give that a shot. Um, Matt, as a fan of uh, ASMR videos, this is starting off really well. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, We've got Jared Ward. We've got Ketzel. We've got Chewy Performance Art. Jared's going in hot. This draft got me feeling old. I was a high school senior when Nazar was born. Ooh. Heard uh, somebody today shaming uh, folks for saying uh, Nazar or Nazare. Nazar. That's right. Ooh. Some of our YouTube brethren were, uh, were shaming folks. I, I shame not, but uh, I, uh, I'm just going to sit here and say Nazar because that guy I was do. super mean. I do, uh, Jared, I have this other weird feeling. Like, when I was little, you used to, uh, like, gauge how much better at sports you were than somebody based on their age. Like, man, I'm better than you. I'm already eight years old. You're only four. And now it's like, man, Nazar, he's, like, 18, and I'm not quite double that, but a few, quite a few years more. Man, I'm so much better than hockey than him, but... Uh, it's all a uh, delusion, of course. And uh, just wondered if I was the only one who had that stupid thought about me being better because of the age. Well, Ketzel was 12 at that time. Uh, Chewy, what's going on? Performance art, what's going on? So um, I like Jared's like uh, Matt behind the mic uh, makes me think of Wilson from uh, from Home Improvement. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> now, Ketzel throws out their nickname. For Nazar, I gotta, I gotta get that right. Nazar, and I believe we'd pronounce the, it the Lazar. The Lazar. <laughs> this is like on the Office when uh, they brought in Saber, but they thought it was pronounced Sabre, Sabre Saber. Yeah, exactly, Sabre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's up, Timmy's aboard? He says, uh, "Sorry, he hasn't been here around, uh, been around uh, in a bit. Uh, rough season, but looking forward to next year." Have a good off season. Oh, Timmy, are you just bouncing? <laughs> one and done. I just drop a comment and I go. 
Um, Jared throws out there laser. So we're gonna call him Nazar Laser. Lee. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, good yeah. call. Have you watched uh, the new Mike Myers show on Netflix? I watched the trailer and I was like, oh man, this is the sizzle reel. Woo! And uh, <laughs> I kept on stepping. There's there's a pretty good scene in episode two where my wife and I looked at each other and we said that that is Mike Myers. That is a Mike Myers television show to a T. Like he's a big fan of the poo poo pee pee jokes and uh, he went pretty hard at the beginning of episode two. So if well, you guys I'm the target like uh, audience for pee pee poo poo, so I'm very excited <laughs> to watch episode two now. Do I need to watch episode one? Just watch like the first five minutes of episode two. It was it was really good. It was a it was a good bit. It wasn't anything where it's like, oh, now this show can carry itself. Now it's cooking. <laughs> yeah, now, now we got a full yeah. season. It was one like genius bit, like the kind of bit that was so good that Mike Myers thought of it a couple years ago, and he said, "How am I going to get this on TV?" He wrote a whole show just for I'll this. Call <laughs> I'll call Netflix. And write a whole show. Uh, performance art wants to know if we signed trots yet. Nope. Mm. Um, we did. We could get these out of the way. Let's get this. You want to get the Red Wings signings out of the way? Um, Taco yeah. signed. Uh, Taro Hirose, of course. Well, that was actually Mike. That was a sticking point. Um, not not one that we were like really struggling to figure out. You know what to do with this. Uh, but we brought it up a ton uh during the season because that was one of our boys that we knew needed a contract um i call him one of our boys but also i'd like to say this is great for hirose um i mean in the yeah. grand scheme of things for I the mean, red it, wings this isn't the signing that pushes you into uh relevancy so uh great for great for hirose oh that's my summary of the signing am i dating myself if i make a Chappelle show reference uh hey. I think Calvin that... got a job. Good for you, young blood. Good for you. Carosse <laughs> got a job. Good for you, young blood. Good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this this is all good for Tarot. Uh, I mean it's it's good we have a guy who can uh jump up on the power play, but I mean this isn't this isn't a siding where I was like, all right, 82, 82 games coming up for Hirose. You know, it's um we'll see. Good for Hirose. Uh also. Signed, Stephen Camphor. Mm. Anybody? Stephen Camphor, anyone? Stephen Camphor. I know he played for Team USA uh, based on that photo. <laughs> Sorry, that, see that, that, this is where we're going to test. Um, this is where we're going to test Mike or Matt's direction. Uh, I don't even know my own name. Matt's direction on where to put his face uh, for these recordings. Right up He's against also... the mic. I can't He's go. also uh, famous for shooting his uh, Schwanz off in the movie Eight Mile, because I think that's also Cheddar Bob. So very excited for uh, Stephen Cheddar Bob Camphor um, to join the Red Wings here. Uh, four years, University of Michigan, Mike, from Jackson, Michigan himself. Uh, everybody would be very happy to learn. Jared, uh, he was born September 24th, 1988. So... Uh, He's an old oh. fart like us. So, yeah, we're talking to a 33, 33-year-old <laughs> D-man. Yeah. Um, a little again, Crash Davis action, huh? I feel like uh, sort of the grade we gave for the Tara Rose signing 
Um, not quite as, as damning. I mean, it, it's, uh, I would say Hirose's like this, this could mean a lot if, if this is a contract that affects our upcoming season. I just, I'm not predicting it. Well, I'm just saying, Mike, if Mr. Stephen Camphor is to affect the 2022-23 season by a great degree, uh, Connor Bedard is in our future. <laughs> it's just, just one of those things. I just got you got to throw it out there, right? Like, uh, hey, you know what? The world needs teachers, and it needs substitute teachers as well. So, Stephen, welcome aboard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's we an got important that job. Out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah we Somebody's got to hit play on the DVD for the science class, right? Uh, Timmy, let us know. He's actually he's headed off to dinner. He saw we went live. He he just wanted to say hello, Timmy. I I appreciate that. Gosh darn it! I, pre I appreciate you telling the significant other. Now hold on. I I got a comment to leave here on the YouTube. Hold on. <laughs> Performance art also headed out uh, once he learned that we didn't sign trots yet. So see you later, Performance Art. I hope you have a good one. Hey, he'll be gone till November. <laughs> wow. He'll uh no, I, I'm writing that down and I'm saving that receipt because he's gonna come back when we sign uh my well, buddy yeah. in Nashville. If um when when did this become a when for you? Let's let's break this. I, down. I don't know. No. I don't know. We're gonna talk about it in a minute. I didn't I didn't know, I know. if you <laughs> I had my insiders. No, I, I don't we don't have any information. Uh, Murdoch wants to know, did I hear correctly that Trotz is giving us an interview? I didn't hear anything. I got to Mike, nothing? Uh, I, I don't know if that's a joke. Um, I, I mean, we would be giving him the interview. Um, I, I mean, I know he's got his, you know, his cup, uh, with Ovechkin, but, uh, yeah, yeah you know. I don't know if the name still necessarily has, you know, you know, that kind of panache that it's, you know, he's he's only going to entertain a few teams. Is that really the case? I I mean, does he really want to rebuild, right? Does can I say want to Can I say too that like the bigger name is still Iserman? Over Trots? Yeah, I mean, uh, Iserman's baby is uh, four wins away from playing for its third Stanley Cup um, in a row. Uh, is it is it third or fourth? I can't remember if they lost one the year before. Um, but, I mean, Steve Iserman's baby, his brainchild, uh, dominated Florida, and now he's got another one over here. So I, I feel like the Iserman name is kind of – you want to go You want to go coach for him. You know what I mean? Oh, that was your, uh, so this would be three years in a row. Your, the year before that, they were ousted in the first round, I think, to the – Blue Jackets? Um, Ketzel's review of camp for signing. Another blue line, Grandpa. <laughs> I mean, look, we're not trying to be mean here. It's just, you know, I think some people on Twitter always get a little excited for when anybody gets signed. Uh, don't have to get too excited about this one. Tristan, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, dude? Oh, Chewy might have nailed it here. Just a, just a good old Danny DeKaiser replacement. And Jared says, does his knee hurt too? <laughs> We're just trying to give the trainers good practice here. This is what this is all about. Once we're ready to go paycheck. for a cup, we need we need trainers that have worked on old knees. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. All right, not a great joke, but um, <laughs> I don't. Know. We have we have some other. I don't know. We can get this one out of the way too. Um, 
Mike, the IIHF Worlds, we got uh, some pretty good performances so far. I still say I don't need Mo Sider at this tournament at all. I'm good. We know who Sider is. The less hockey Sider plays around the world that isn't wearing a winged wheel, the better. Um, but he's still doing pretty good. Gold, five assists. He's plus five. Mike, uh, arguably better tournament so far. Pew Suter, three goals, five assists. Doesn't hurt. Puse, Puse, play more, practice more, get some competition in there as much as you can. Cider, we're good. Cider, never again. No, I, I know what you're getting at, but I, I guess when you think of um, like international play, I feel like you always you always think of like the Olympics, and I feel like the Americans cheat because we just have all like the best people from all over the world and then they you know become u.s citizens and then canada just you know usually dominates every year so i i kind of get cider wanting to you know put germany on the map uh and be like no no we're we're up there too and for him to kind of be the uh like ambassador of german hockey i think is kind of cool like for him to be that good that we pay attention to german hockey so good um, for him i mean i i guess i get your point selfishly i'm I just, there's a lot of excitement surrounding his performance. And I just am like, no, I get it. Like, he's really good. I just don't want to find out he was so good. He laid out to block a shot. And now I'm going to be without Mo Sider for like the first few months of the season. I mean, have you ever shot a, a hockey puck as hard as you can at a mountain? Did it seem like the mountain took any damage? Look, because it's the same thing with Sider. Some rocks will fall. Have you ever seen an avalanche? Yeah, the mountain was fine, Matt. Yeah, the full mountain is fine. I don't expect him to die, but you could chip away at it. He can he can shrug off a little dirt. He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Heronic, Mike, a plus one. Woo! Uh, Riley Barber, Mike, uh, a goal and a plus two. Maybe uh, Riley Barber being on the uh, U.S. team might sort of hint what this how uh, did uh, it's all about <clears throat> have we have we have we done any deep uh investigating into that heronic plus one like was he on a shift where they scored a goal and he just said you know what coach i got a got an aching ailment here i think i'm gonna sit the rest of this one out just so we could leave with that plus one i think you absolutely nailed it no i, I have no idea oh, i just assumed that's uh, what happened okay yeah uh, but i think Mike. the biggest name here matt is the coolest name mr magnus yeah. The Helberg yeah, himself. Yeah. Four four wins and a shutout. <laughs> what the? now I will confess, I heard from a completely different source uh that he only played one game, but the Detroit Red Wings tweeted out he played he's got four wins and a shutout. So according to the Detroit Red Wings, so I'm just gonna say that. I have not watched any of this tournament, but Magnus Helberg having a hell of a time uh at the Worlds. So you know what? I love it. You know what? You can't be upset at the Red Wings. I mean, uh, back in the 90s, uh, WCW would pad the win-loss record of Bill Goldberg. So you know what? If Magnus Helberg's going to come back to the Griffins next year with like 78,000 wins, God bless him. You know, I, I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> I don't need him to be real wins. I, I, I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to look for the highlights. I just assume it's real. Um, well, let's go back to Murdoch for a second. Um he said he heard that there were uh, oh, one of five teams that uh, Trotz was going to interview with. Um, 
I, w- I would assume from my perspective, if the Red Wings wanted him, I think he'd come over and uh, an interview. I, I don't, uh, I think the only things I've heard in regards to, to trots would just be which teams have vacancies and who would want them. And I, I just kind of been reading the pluses and minuses for each one of those teams. I don't, I don't know if anything's been put in place or if anybody scheduled anything. I think there's also an element too, like you want to see how all of these teams play out. I mean, what if Carolina was just so sick of having a great possession team every year and they're just like, you know what, Rod, get out of here. Cause I would be all over Rod Brindamore. So it's one of those things where I, I would hold off in case there's a huge move by one of these teams that's going pretty deep in the playoffs. So um, maybe maybe a possibility that one's true, but uh, also a strong possibility since he just signed, what, like a four- or five-year deal last season that they feel pretty good about Rod and their chances of winning with him moving forward. Right. No, and I don't want Murdoch to think, uh, you know, I was crucifying you for that uh statement i what i honestly thought you know happened was you know that trots you know being a guy who's won a cup that he's only going to entertain a few other teams so i i didn't think that you were you know saying it funky or anything like that i just assumed that's what trots was doing um but uh i mean this is still a pretty pretty cool job to work for eiserman i gotta think and you got a, a pretty cool you know highly talented pipeline of young kids coming up that you get to kind of mold into your you know, a little project and you get to be there when this, when the Red Wings turn it around. So I, I think it's pretty enviable spot. So, um, and I, yeah, on the coattails, absolutely with you. If, if the Red Wings want them, I, I think they could get them, but I, I still don't believe that's what they're going to do. I think they're going for somebody in the SHL. Um, but I don't know. We don't necessarily have to take a deep dive into that. Cause we did that a couple episodes ago, but go ahead. Uh, Ketzel thrown out there. Back to my point on Mo Sider. Uh, he yeah. legitimately screamed when he saw Verona take a hit to the knee. <laughs> yes! <laughs> now, with everything I said about Sider, he's a man mountain, so I'm not worried about him. But Verona? No, he should be in a plastic bubble until the next season starts. Uh, Tristan thrown out there. Last time Veronic was a plus one. I think it was before. Hey! That's hey! a good one. I like that one. <laughs> Jared's on board. <laughs> Uh, oh, Mike, how about this? Murdoch watching WCW Nitros. Hey, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Nitros and then Royal Rumbles. Those are my two addictions on Peacock. Yeah, absolutely love those. Yeah, and then uh, Tristan threw out earlier, uh, Magnus should definitely be starting in the AHL. Chewy thrown out there. Could be number three goalie, um, as well as uh, starter in Grand Rapids. Yeah, you guys, I think we're totally on board with you. I, I don't understand why he didn't get even a cup of coffee in Detroit. I don't. That was weird. Uh, Charlie thrown out there. Goalies are funny. GM has a frogger. He corrected himself. Uh type search going now charlie i i feel like i gotta break this down a little bit are you are you you're saying because we're flopping around that we're bouncing back and forth uh with different options mike any interpretation of the the frogger type search am Uh, i missing something sometimes i feel like i throw these out to you and you know right away um well goals are they are intrinsically funny 
Um, goalie man has a fun Frogger type search going. No, I don't know what he's saying. Charlie, it might be a probably just an edit or something, right? Or we're just so old, we just I, don't understand what you're saying. This could be Charlie if you're talking about like getting excited about goaltenders or like targeting one. Um, sometimes doesn't go the right way because goalies are so finicky. Like I, I definitely have been preaching that for a while. Um, yeah, there's definitely a, a bipolar element to it where you feel like, hey, we found lightning in a bottle. And then uh, the second half of the season starts and they crap the bed for like 30 games, you know. Right. So, uh, Ketzel throwing out there, Georgiev could be a fun reach. Are we, uh, I don't know, what were we talking about? Because he says fun reach too. Did I miss something else? Oh, I don't yeah, know. But yeah, I, oh, uh, did they, did, did we butcher Magnus? No. Um, no. Is this on his initials, MG? Oh, are MH. you talking about? Are you going back to GM? No, he's talking about. He was Charlie was talking about GMs. I'm pretty sure. They'll they'll figure it Ketzel's out. They'll they'll take it out. Else. Yeah, Kessel's <laughs> talking about going after someone else. I just didn't know if he was talking about if this was going in line with the uh, the Helberg conversation, just because we're talking about different goaltenders. But yeah, all right, we're all over the place. I'm asking too many questions about the comments. Uh, we have some other stuff we want to talk about. Kat, so just let me know if you just meant, let's go after him. Let's see what happens there. Uh, I have no problem with that. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Mike, our title of the show. Should the Red Wings draft Frank again, Nazar? Mike, a uh, little Caesars alumni from Mount Clements. Five foot ten center, 174 pounds, shoots from the right side. Mike, we can finally get rid of Sam Gagne. Um, <laughs> as uh, Jared was mentioning earlier, January 14, 2004, he's an 18 year old draft prospect. Mike. He's a center. I'm good with it. <laughs> Frank Nazar can come aboard, but uh, we can get into some of the details here. I'm going to roll. Uh, why don't we roll some of the highlights? That we've gotten some. Well, let's let me throw these stats out there before we get too far away. Um, let's not forget. Going to play for Michigan next season. We know how well that program's doing. Yes. Um, US uh, NTDP juniors, 35 points in 24 games. He loves like to split up these stats, 15 goals and 20 assists. Looks pretty good. Played uh, played himself 56 games, 28 goals and 42 assists, 70 points. Mike, I that's the U.S. National uh, U18 team. 
it's pretty goddamn consistent <laughs> this season <laughs> to go uh, 24 games, 35 points, pretty much uh, doubles that and goes for 70 points. Uh, me likey. That's uh, just our points yeah. perspective. And I mean, I uh, it's kind of like, like I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much because we're coming from Michigan, but being recruited to play hockey at Michigan, I mean, at this point, it's like playing college football for Alabama. Like it's you're being recruited because you're an A plus dude. Um, so for him to go play there, it's I think it a uh, really, really nice mark on the resume. Yeah, that's actually a really great point. I mean, anybody that's getting picked up by that program, you got to be excited about because it, it, it's one of those things with those programs that are having that type of success. And we're talking like any college sport, uh, you get a lot of pressure. Uh, to continue that success. So uh, you're going to be doing the extra scouting. You're going to be taking the extra time to find the guy that's not only going to fit well, but it's going to take your club to that next level. So you can continue to, for you know, of course, uh, in the NCAA for uh, hockey, you want to get to that Frozen Four year after year. Um, what we see, though, and we have some highlights running, and if, uh, if we see some good ones here, I, I think I'll stop them. But what you see from Nazar is, is going to be a guy who I think has a pretty good head on his shoulders. I think, uh, you know, right now I actually think we're going through some highlights that are, are showing some of his weaknesses <laughs> to be completely honest. I think, uh, he actually picked the wrong guy to go after, but then, uh, but then he recovers. So we're talking about a guy who immediately comes back around and after, uh, maybe making the wrong choice, uh, gets himself in the right position to make this play here. So Nazar's about to catch the puck here right before coming over the zone. And he's going to set up a touch pass, or I'm sorry, a touch shot. Uh, pretty much a, a tip here on uh, on his uh, line mate, Isaac Howard, who uh, the two of them played pretty well together in a world's tournament. Uh, this this highlight, I think, is coming back from April. Uh, but this is a guy, and we'll, we'll repeat this highlight in a second here. Uh, but this is a guy, like I just talked about, you, you, you see him make a mistake and i like that immediately this doesn't get him down this is something where he's looking to make the next play to fix things and i don't think it's just about fixing it i think it's about <laughs> he's got those instincts so ingrained in his head uh and and a lot of the things that you can see in the nazar highlights are all going to be about just these right choices of him being in the right spot or when he's playing the wall, it's the right decision to play on the wall. But in that scenario, his instinct is just to turn right around, get the play going the other way, and he it's it's a right there scoring chance, right about hitting the back of the net. And that's right after making a bonehead play on defense. I think those things can be cleaned up no problem. I think the idea that you make the bad play, but you can immediately turn around and make a good offensive play, that is not what you can teach. That is something that's just like, that's the human of Frank. But he he was on the defensive side. He was in a pretty good position is what we saw. I think he just picked the wrong guy at the wrong time. I think that could be fixed. But again, that mentality of just going, boom, made a mistake, shut that off, turn around instinct go for offense love it and i guess yeah. we can't stop championing it enough uh, to get that center um as well but yeah go ahead mike yeah no um yeah that i if they don't draft a center you know the first 
their first pick this year. I, I, don't, I don't know what we're doing here, guys. Uh, but um, we talk so much about Lambert having, uh, you know, one super-duper elite skill, and that's his skating. Um, you know, he's got pluses, um, you know, on the map, but it's the skating that you're drafting. Um, with uh, the laser, uh, Nazar, Frank, I don't think you're getting, you know, that level of skating because that's probably the best skater available. But um, so many of the highlights, um, again, to kind of be on the, the coattails here, it's from the center position, it, it looks like the kind of mental plays, like the mental chess that somebody like Cider plays, where it feels like he kind of has that special awareness of, not only where, you know, the defenders are on the ice, but where his teammates are going to be coming from to be in a good spot. Um, so it does look like he makes a lot of really smart plays, and he kind of, I, I don't know what kind of voodoo magic he's using, but it, it definitely feels like he, you know, knows where his guys are, and he knows how to take two to three defenders, you know, with him, strategically cutting at certain points of the ice, going, you know, up the boards and then up the middle, and then making a play for a teammate. Um so, you know, very easy to see where he fits on the Red Wings because uh, bless our development system. Uh, you know, we don't quite have all the centers that we need. That's why we're making it such either free agency, trade, or draft, uh, picking up that position. Um, but, I mean, you could easily see where he could, you know, have that familiarity at some point with, like, a Verana, uh, obviously depending on his development, Verana sticking around, um, and making plays for that guy who has such a wicked shot. Um so yeah, that's I think that would be for me um, if the Red Wings do pick uh, Frank the Tank, uh, the laser. Um, it would mean that they do prioritize you know playmaking at that at that position. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him. Obviously, he's still a really young guy. Um, you know, I'll I'll uh, ribs about you and I aside, um, but because he's so young, he's small, right? He's under six foot. Um, I don't know if he's got a, a height growth spurt coming, but one thing he does have in his control is bulk. Um, and coming in at a buck 74, you know, he can obviously find some, you know, uh, weight training within the Red Wing system, um, you know, add some, add some muscle to the frame. Um, and yeah, that's, it's totally feasible. He's still a really young guy. He's still growing. Um, so yeah, I think if you want playmaking, this is the guy you're looking at uh, with the Red Wings first pick. Well, I mean, uh, I want to hit the uh, the comments here in a second, but I also have a pretty nice play that I want to I kind of want to show off too. That shows off his his playmaking, but uh, that that nice head that's screwed on. Murdoch's on board. Center that shoots right. I like it. Chewy, like the Michigan kid, right hand shot and a center sounds good to me. And a Wolverine, um, Antonio, if he's still available, yes, go for it. Now, uh, Ketzel and Jared here trying to figure out his career face-off percentage. I don't have that, Mike. If, I don't know if you want to see if you can find that real quick, but um, let's let's go over this replay because this this is the type of thing that this is just going to be an all-around Nazar. Why you draft him? <clears throat> um, now he's set up now. This to me. Uh, if you guys can see this right now, of course, anybody listening to the podcast is missing it. We're, we're looking at a Nazar that's standing straight up, but I believe this to be a bit of uh, a game of chicken because you see this a couple of times. Um, you do want to see, you know, some of these kids, you want to see them a little bit more engaged. This is one guy 
in the offensive zone. So I think Nazar is okay. When we hit play here, you can see he was covering that passing lane the whole time. Uh, and just his positioning and his ability to sniff out where that play was going leads to this, where Nazar drives to the center of the ice to allow his winger on the bottom here to come up into the play. And this immediately becomes a three-on-two. And, Mike, you were talking about his, his size, but this is clearly uh, could become the more physical uh, play moving forward. Now, he does get lucky that the defense backs up, right? Like, they're going to play this. This is a three-on-two. But that choice to go center, he's ready to get physical. So he's a little guy, but he's ready to get physical. Now, Nazar takes it in, finds his boy Howard. Boom, back of the net. Uh, actually, he's on that second shot there. But it's it's just such a, a great a great mind of his to set this up to make sure it's a three-on-two so that he can get this in play. If that wasn't the three-on-two, you don't get the confusion from the defenseman. You don't get that second shot from Howard where he does put it in the back of the net. Howard gets the goal. That is 1,000%, even starting from the defensive zone. Nazar. And again, it's not it's not... You'll see some of these guys, Mike. Um, like we'll we'll see highlights for some of the guys in Europe. And what you see is just over and over these guys taking the puck in the offensive zone. They're just spinning in circles. And you're like, well, yeah, that's great. They're great at puck handling, but that's not how the game's gonna work. Once you get over into the NHL, you're not gonna have all this time to just keep going in circles trying to find a play. Yeah. This, Mike, is very NHL. This is getting things moving on the rush. This was him getting in those passing lanes, playing the game the way we're going to see it played in the NHL. And again, this is about him making these right choices where even though we mentioned he's five foot ten, he's going to go in the center of the ice to possibly get more physical. But when he does that, he's making space for these guys. And that space created the goal. It created the second chance for Howard because Nazar has that head screwed on tight. So we talked about, just a week ago, Brad Lambert. We talked about the high skill. We talked about how he was probably one of the best skaters in the draft. Things you can't teach. More things you can't teach coming from Frank. He just, he seems to have a really solid, he's going to have a really solid hockey sense base to start with, to build with, that I think any coach is going to love to play around with. And it's, I think I saw earlier this week that he's getting Dylan Larkin comparisons and hmm. I, I kind of, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if you want to build up two lines and have two centers that come off with an identical set of, you know, skills. Um, but I will say I, I see a different guy that uh, now the Larkin is physical, but I, I, I wonder if we think speed first with Larkin and I, I'm just seeing some decision-making here that doesn't necessarily rely on speed. It relies on this mindset of making room for the guys around me, and I'll get physical if I have to, even though I'm a smaller guy. So I don't know. Larkin does that, right? Like he makes room for his boys uh, so that, you know, Lucas Raymond can get a good shot off. Bertuzzi can get a good shot off. But I, I just, it's it's hard for me to just look at Nazar right now. And I don't necessarily see the exact same game as Dylan Larkin. But I, it's certainly like they both have that mentality of, of making things work for the rest of the team around them. So that's not necessarily something to poo-poo. But I think if it was the exact same play style, 
I don't know. To me, I, I like to differentiate, right? Like you get that out of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're not you're looking at two centers on the Lightning of Stamkos and Braden Point, who's hurt now. But you're looking at guys that play the game differently, and I think that's good. You got to mix it up for your opponent. Yeah, and um, just just too with uh, Nazar, he I mean he's he's also a very good skater. Uh, just Lambert is probably the best. Um, but uh, as far as that question about the the faceoff percentage, really tough uh, because most of the statistics that you know, they, they want to publish are related to goals, assists, and then, uh, you know, like a very hollow plus minus, or I, I don't know why we give a hoot. I, 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 the way it's touted, like why penalty minutes are still like, Oh, and he had a 20 minutes this season. Like, Oh, wow. He's really doing well for himself. <laughs> All right. Um, but on the one, um, statistic I could find they they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't like break it down game by game. Um, but they did say that for the most part, he was over 50%, um, on his faceoff percentage, um, a few games of 60. And I think they said only maybe one or two in the forties. So, um, you know, against that, uh, against his peers, he's been, you know, above 50% for the most part. So kind of take what you can from that, but, um, yeah, looks like something positive. We do have, uh, if anybody was questioning, uh, the physicality, of uh, of Nazar, I did. I am just kind of rolling through these highlights and looking for some good ones here. Um, but eventually, we're going to see this play set up where Nazar has a couple of options, right? Uh, we've already been talking about Isaac Howard, and how about I pull up the replay? We've already been talking about Isaac Howard a little bit here, and this is where Nazar, I think, has the choice. I think we we've already got three defensemen for Canada that are they, they know what's going on, like. Uh, I think this game finished and Isaac Howard had four goals. Uh, so Frank's going to come in and they know, like, we got to play this line physical. If Frank's got his boy right behind him, number three, Isaac Howard, why not just pass it backwards? But as we move forward here, we're going to see as an option to go behind the net. But this is where the physicality of his choices comes into play. And this is where Frank just goes straight at the goalie, <laughs> even though there were three three defensemen bearing down. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Now, a lot of this is getting the speed. He knew that he could get the angle and get around the defenseman. That is very key, something you got to fall in love with. But that decision-making to go flying at the net uh, to, to try and put another goal in the back um, is beautiful. I, 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 I love seeing this. I, I really like the decision-making I'm seeing out of Frank. And, um, I mean, we just showed off his, his skating abilities. I think it's, I think most of this though, it's all about that. Uh, it's all about that decision-making, um, something, a kid that age who isn't necessarily just getting around guys, uh, by like, you know, the Deeks or we're doing like the flashy moves right now. I mean, this is just, to me, it's a mix of speed like we just saw, but it's like maybe 60-40 is just going to be grit, where this guy's just like, all right, head down, let's see what happens. So, Mike, thumbs up for me. I don't know what else we have to dissect here. Um, we'll keep looking at guys that are available in the draft. I think we're just going to keep repeating ourselves uh, if we continue to take a look at these highlights. Uh, because ultimately... You know, I, th I think we'd love to to have the number one pick. We'd love to have the number two pick. But um, I don't think the number eight pick is going to hurt us that much. And I think I think we're at least seeing 
you know, two, two straight weeks here, right? There's going to be things to like, uh, depending on, even if we went with a guy who's falling down the draft and Brad Lambert, who even most recently with a website like Elite Prospects rated him as top skater in the draft. Uh, but Nazar, if you're, if I, I'm going to say, if you're probably looking for a guy who's going to make a difference a little bit quicker, uh, it'd probably be Frank. I think we were talking last week about like, three to four years development uh, with Brad. Yeah. I mean, the types of things that make Nazar successful and you talk about for me at least is grit and the decision-making uh, is number two. I think you could put that in play. You could try to put that in play in year one, but yeah, this, this is going to be a kid who's going to go to the, uh, go to a uh, university of Michigan and play a couple seasons probably. So you probably get him one, if not two seasons quicker than you would with Brad. So maybe another, another winning point to go with Frank. All right. Yeah. What else do we have here, Mike? Um, oh, um, the playoffs. Yeah, I I felt I know there's uh, obviously uh, not a lot of you know for a Runwing fan uh, we're just gonna be twiddling our thumbs here for another couple seasons until uh, <laughs> the next rookie of the year in uh, Edmondson after uh, Cider takes it home this season um, you know comes out and uh, dominates but I guess the only thing I wanted to mention is because I know how excited you were for the Florida Panthers um, after they loaded up in the, in the off season, they loaded up at the deadline. Um, I mean, they, they dominated the league points wise and uh, snuffed. We'll use the word snuffed uh, by the Tampa Bay lightning here in four games, the only sweep um, in the uh, semifinal round. And um I know that they're playing Tampa and Tampa just like it's playoff time. So they know how to put their heads down and they're, you know, they've done this before they've done it back to back. Um, this is, this is a special group. Uh, we might, you know, look at this group, you know, in a, in a decade, a couple decades ago, man, Iserman bu- built the shit out of those Tampa Bay lightning. Why didn't he ever do it for the Red Wings? <laughs> um, but um, no, I think, uh, I think as a Red Wing fan, it's just kind of interesting to compare those two teams, right? Um, obviously, we know Eisman had such a heavy hand in assembling uh, Tampa, but I, I mean, you know, from the Kucherovs, the Stamkos, um, you know, Braden Point, uh, Palat, um, you know, uh, go down the line, Hedman, uh, Vasilevsky, all these huge cogs in their success um, drafted. And it's the slow process. It's the boring process because you just got to wait and wait and wait for these guys to develop. Um, in Florida, you know, I, you can't be upset with them because they're trying to put a competitive product together. Um, you know, I, if, if you want to look at, you know, a trading, trading for a lot of their players, um, you know, Claude Giroux, uh, the Reinhardts, um, you know, not as huge of a piece, obviously, but uh, Hornquists, um, they signed Bobrovsky. Um, it, it's another big one. Yeah, that was I, one I just, that I was, I really wanted to pick up. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. No, I, you know, and if you want to throw Joe Thornton on there, tee Um, but I guess what I meant is, um, there's, there's a philosophy that 
you know, we're gonna we're gonna really see what what it's like um, for Iserman managing these Red Wings because if he just continues, you know, as he's been doing, um, I and I don't foresee any playoffs if they just keep you know plugging away with the draft, um, not next season. Um, and so, do you really want to, you know, try that Florida approach and see if you can kind of accelerate this um, this build? You know, by dipping into free agency, dipping into, you know, the trade market. So you have to give away valuable assets. Um, you know, that means giving away draft picks. Or, man, do you you just keep plugging away and just kind of be patient like Iserman did before? It's it's so alluring, um, you know, to, you know, win the offseason. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you find some center. You, you know, trade for some center. Maybe you, um you know, sign a free agent or two, do you go the Panther route, which obviously it, it feels like you shouldn't have done that this season, right? It, it doesn't feel like it quite panned out, but do you kind of get what I'm getting at where you're, you're going to be tested? Your patience is going to be tested as a Red Wing fan because I, I don't think they're going to go the Panther route. I think if they sign people or trade for people, it's it's going to be on the, on the peripheral, cost-effective guys, and you're going to be waiting for draft picks to develop. So I, I just comparing those two teams, com- comparing how they've been put together and they, they both had, you know, good regular season success, but man, uh, this, this, this core assembly, the core assembly philosophy. I, I, I think it's, I think it's what's in our future. And I think a somewhat more boring off season than people anticipated is in the Red Wing future. Matt, do you agree? I mean, yeah, you bring up the best point, right? <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, yeah, I didn't realize how many of these guys were not drafted uh, for Florida. I mean, I guess I felt it, but looking at this, I mean, you're talking four forwards. <laughs> Everybody else was brought in through free agency or trades. Um, I mean, two defensemen, and that's it. You got six yeah. guys. And I mean, Tampa, what do you have? Who's, who's the best guy? Uh, Brandon Hagel, they just brought in, I'm talking about best guy that they, they traded for. Um, I mean, Corey Perry's playing on a fourth line. Who cares? Patrick Maroon. Again, he's just like, give me those cup teams. That's all I want to do. And now he's going to be a lightning for life. Um, But yeah, I mean, at the top here, Cooch, Stamkos, Point, Palat, Sorelli, uh, Killorn. You yeah, throw in Ross Colton. He got a special goal. Um, but on the defensive side, a little bit of a different story, right? You've only got Kel Foot and Victor Hedman. So there's definitely a game to be played on both sides. And Iserman, uh, think about that, right? Victor Hedman drafted um, by the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't even think he was, he wasn't even drafted by Steve Iserman. So Steve built the defense through trade. So that's interesting. I got to say, there's an element to it where if Steve finds out one side or the other, right, has a deficiency, he'll start to build through trade, but you don't see these huge contracts. Uh, Your largest contract by a signed individual coming onto the team, I see $1 million on the forward side, and I see 1.3 million on the defensive side. 
everybody else draft and trade. I think that's huge. How about how about your goalie just happens to be the best goalie <laughs> ever? Will shut down any game <laughs> that you have. You come in and you can win the series. Vasilevsky's going to shut you down. That's uh, that's incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean all that all that stuff thrown together. Um, it definitely paints the picture for what we need to expect from Stevie, and not a huge free agent splash would probably be the first thing on that list. Um, it's not exciting to talk about that, but um, I mean, wh- wh- who would you rather be? Would you rather be the yeah. Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning right now? Um, and that's yeah, a, and I mean, um, oversimplifying it to the nth, but. Um, yeah, and it also kind of feels like you know the Red Wings will have made it when you're, you know, looking at their cap friendly, and it's, you know, not just Larkin and Bertuzzi, but, um, you know, you, you know, seeing the, you know, the Larkin, the, Larkins, the, the Lucas Raymonds, the, the Berggrens, you're seeing the Edmondsons, you know, along with the Ciders, um, you know, the, the Wallanders, um, you know, my, my beloved Elmer Solterblom, if you're seeing my be- beautiful unicorn up there, um. Uh, it feels like if those guys are all making it, then that's probably a pretty good indication that you know what you're doing as far as talent evaluation goes, instead of, you know, trying to pick up guys who are 29, you know, right about to turn 30 and watch their value and skills uh, start to decline. So I just, uh, you know, watching that series, uh, and again, I, I don't want to rib you too much. I know you're kind of bummed about Florida, but man, it's uh, it it also is kind of bowing me out as a Red Wing fan. Cause I'm like, man, I, I I'm used to you know my my silly NBA where because it's only a 12 man team, it's easy to see how like acquiring one or two guys makes a world of difference, and suddenly you can be a playoff team. But this is this is going to be a long game. This is going to be waiting for more draft picks to pan out so you can become Tampa Bay and be a you know a real cup contender. So, yeah, uh, the proof's in the pudding there, man. It's going to be another another one for the Lightning. Oh, another cup? <laughs> certainly I, looks that way. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll say, what a, I got rid of our little slide here. Um, looking at who's left, I think it would be really fun at this point, now that we've seen the Lightning just absolutely destroy the Panthers. I just want to see Avalanche and Lightning in the cup final. That would wouldn't be really mind, cool. Wouldn't mind seeing Connor McDavid though. I just think if it was the Lightning versus the Oilers, I feel like it's going to be a four-game win, a four-game series uh, for the Lightning. I think they would easily handle. <laughs> yeah, and they, the depth is obviously far superior, but I, you know, watching how the NBA gets to market Giannis, uh, market you know Luka Doncic, if if they could get McDavid out there, God, that that would be fantastic and maybe not get swept by Tampa, <laughs> maybe have a few, um, you know, high scoring affairs where they end, you know, some wild seven to six, you know, eight to seven kind of thing. Um, I think that would be really cool for the NHL. Help get those names out there. Uh, performance arts right there with us, uh, with uh, Colorado and Tampa would be an exciting finals. Uh, Ketzel says, do you build a cup winner or dynasty? Tampa's like, ha, both. Right, that's the performance <laughs> that's the answer. Was Ketzel, you build both. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. 
Do you make the choice on that? I think, I think, um, I think even Florida would argue right now, like they're not screwed next year. No, but I think, uh, you know, they were trying to, the lightning are a dynasty. I mean, the way that they keep those core guys together and they're able to, you know, kind of sell off their third and fourth liners and keep this train going. Uh, where Panther, the Panthers, because of the way they've been acquiring players, that felt like, man, let's go get a cup this year. And, you know, it didn't work out. But, I mean, they're going against a team that I've, this, you know, it's so hard to build a dynasty, but, man, the lightning around their way to doing it. Incredible stuff. Um, we did get Shane Barry throughout there. Brothers, your thoughts on Ryan Worsofsky as head coach? Um I think Ketzel gave a quick answer. He said, I do not want another AHL guy, to be honest. Um, I think I this is just another name to throw in there for me to just talk about, you know, what, what would all the options be? But, yeah, I mean, we, we've, I think, I think from a, a want perspective, I mean, Gronborg is, is number one on the list. And if it had to be, if we were playing this game where it was just like, you know what, you guys think it's too easy to bring a guy over from the SHL. I think there is a lot to like about Barry uh, Trotz. And I, I don't know. I mean, we just, we just went through an AHL head coach and someone who's arguably at the time, everybody said, this is it. This is your coach for the future, like when we picked him up. So I'm not saying I, uh, that Grumborg is the only option. I just know that's the one I'd be more excited about. Yeah, Grumborg for me, um, I, I'm, I'm sticking with my SHL guy um, because of the way the Red Wings um, talent acquisition as far as the draft goes is, you know, uh, you know, lean so heavily um, from that area of the world. Um, I mean, Warsawski, my God, what a resume. Uh, you know, as a 34-year-old head coach, um, you know, incredible uh, point percentage, uh, you know, winning division titles kind of thing. Um, I just don't know if this iteration of the Red Wings needs, you know, a 34-year-old guy. Um, and, I, you know, we're saying that, you know, uh, months removed from like a, a Sean McVay winning the Super Bowl, who you know also a very right. young man. Um, but I feel like this this team of Red Wings, I I feel like they need somebody who's gonna kind of you they know scare dead. the kids scare the kids a little bit. Yeah, Dad's there's a lot of kids board. coming up. I, I don't know if they need a peer to try and do that. I don't know if that I don't know if that voice is gonna ring as strongly right now for this batch of, of Red Wings. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, if he wants to file an ageism suit against me, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I just don't no, think it's that a great this, point. I just don't think that this voice for this young of a team with so many young guys, you know, on the cusp of coming up. Um, I'd, wa I'd want somebody a little more seasoned. That's all. But he's, he's probably going to be awesome. I mean, when you look at Sean McVay, too, winning a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl when that team was... <laughs> <laughs> freaking amazing yeah. so are we are, are we ready to be freaking amazing uh, I, don't Ketzel, know. Will... I don't want to step on your on your point but Ketzel makes a, a great uh great line here where he says we certainly have a feast of choices yeah 
you could pick a Stanley Cup winner. You could pick a guy with a lot of NHL experience. You could pick the best of the best from the AHL. You could pick the best of the best from the SHL. And I think that's that kind of ties into what we said earlier about you know this this Red Wing job is is still really you know uh, cream of the crop. Um, I, I, Steve's really going to have his his choice of the litter for sure. Well, um, I think it's about time we wrap up. Um, we have uh, a couple more comments, and then we'll sail off into the sunset. Um, Charlie's upset. Tampa will win it. It sucks. Maybe Avs, but no. Um, performance art throws out there. Problem with McDavid is he has no character. You need some character to build the game. Um, oh, you need some characters to build the game. I get it. Performance art's talking about off the ice. Great picture, by the way. If you guys want to look it up, uh, McDavid met like a couple of fans at an airport. They're both smiling ear to ear, and McDavid jaw open, staring straight at the camera. No smile, no reaction of any sort. <laughs> Uh, great picture yeah i guarantee you guys google search mcdavid airport you guys will see it um <laughs> performance there, that's a great that's a great point um i mean watching like that tnt broadcast and you get bissonette in there and you're kind of like this guy's a hockey player it's just not yeah. how hockey players act pretty crazy uh that we i mean we love the sport so much but yeah we followed in love clearly with the sport and we fall in love with guys' performances, but it's pretty rare that we fall in love with them because of the goofy character that they bring to the ice, uh, to any interviews, anything like that. They're they're pretty pretty docile. Like yep. like to keep to themselves. All right, uh, but I did say we were sailing off. Uh, so uh, Eric Johnson, peace out. Charlie, have a good one. Thanks for checking in, guys. Appreciate it. Chewy, Performance Art, Ketzel, Jared, everybody. Shade Barry, thanks for coming along. Thanks for bringing up uh, Warsawski. I think that was a nice little uh, ditty there to throw at the end of the show. I'm not missing anybody. Murdoch, thanks for coming aboard. And we had Timmy earlier and Antonio. Thanks, guys, for coming. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Uh, I don't know. Mike, I think I think we might take another weekend off since I've got uh, – we, <laughs> we had to push back. Uh, my son's birthday party because he got sick last weekend. Uh, Mike, are we going to see you at this birthday party? Should we order pizza for Mike? I do like a good pizza, but I don't know. We're supposed to go up north. I don't know what's right. happening. Just why? We'll, right, well, the sooner you know, uh, you know. I'm better. excited to see uh, my little teddy boy because I got a really cool gift for him. I'm excited for him to play with him. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, so, yeah, guys, we'll we'll see you next week. We're going to take this weekend off. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and then we'll get rolling into more uh, draft coverage, and hopefully we'll have a coach to talk about soon enough. And uh, the Stanley Cup. All right. Guys, have a good one. Peace.